Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. That means I answer all of your questions about sex, love, and relationships. 514-800 to text in or 514-7900-800 to call in. If uh, you'd like to email me your questions, you could do that anytime as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. You may have heard that August 23rd, we are celebrating 20 years of passion. That's 20 years on the air five nights a week. Very excited. We're going to have a a big party with a live broadcast in front of a studio audience at our station. It won't be in the, in the small studio. We're going to do it, you know, big in a big party room. Uh, You can be there too. It's by invitation only. So we're giving away tickets to this event uh, every night this week and next week. All you have to do during the show is to text me uh, why you'd like to be there. You can email me during the week. You can also go on to my Facebook page and tell me why you would like uh, to go. I want to tell you a little bit about the uh, what will what you can expect at the party. So uh, I'll be there, of course. Uh, Paris Mansouri will be there. Dan Laxer will be emceeing. Plus, a lot of our contributors on the show. As you know, we have many panels uh, during the month. They will be there as well, so you can meet people, and it'll be like a fun networking, meet and greet kind of thing. It'll be fun. And then we have performances by, again, three of our uh, contributors to our different panels. Stephen Voice will be there. Melissa Plett, who is a country singer. Dolly Blonde will be there as well. We're going to have a couple of booths, too. Our kink panel will be set ups with uh, some of their paraphernalia which they can talk to you about and and that way you can see some of the stuff we actually talk about on the air we'll have uh, another booth with different sex toys so we'll have an expert there to tell you and ask uh, answer your questions about different sex toys a world-renowned artist Eric Waugh will be there as well he's going to be doing a live painting during the event which will then go up for auction uh, at uh, some point on social media we're going to play Dirty Minds, and uh, it'll be fun to see uh, Dan read out some of these clues, actually. And there are some great prizes to be won. We have quite a few uh, sex toy packages, so I just want to thank those sponsors, Aneros, WeVibe, Wicked, and Shunga. Uh, we've got sex toys from them. We're going to have a dessert reception with uh, from Cook and Date, and uh, um, a beautiful uh, cake from... Uh, Delice Lafreniere. Lafreniere. We're going to have the place decorated by Poppin' Balloons. So that'll be uh, a lot of fun too. And then we've got all kinds of other prizes uh, to give away. Lots of people involved in this, uh, putting together this, uh, this special broadcast and really, really excited. So I hope you will join me. Uh, just send me a text, like I said, with uh, why you'd like to be there, and your name will go into a draw, and we'll just keep picking names until I run out of room on the guest list. How's that? All right, time to answer some of your questions tonight. Uh, so uh, I've been out of the intimacy loop for a very long time, very nervous about getting involved again. Problem re-erection control. You have never mentioned mechanical aids for the male. I hear and see in the sex shops about cock rings. Is that because they are dangerous that you don't mention them as an aid for guys? Actually, I do mention them and I have mentioned them as a um, solution uh, for 
uh, people who tend to who get erections but tend to lose their erection. So these penis rings are basically constriction rings that you place at the base of the penis once you have an erection, uh, once you've achieved the erection, and it constricts the area at the base so it kind of traps the blood. It, it traps it so that the blood can't seep out of it, uh, and that's what they are usually uh, usually used for, usually worn for about 20 minutes uh, max, but that's something you can try. Also, if you are in the into the new into the dating scene and you're worried about getting an erection or maintaining an erection, it might be not a bad idea to speak to your doctor about uh, even maybe taking a medication, a Viagra or a Cialis or uh, or a Levitra. So all of these other mechanical aids, which are, there's also the penis pump. Uh, so you can pump the blood, you put your penis in the cylinder, the cylinder Thing. and uh, basically you pump out the blood uh, to you draw it into the penis through this pump and then you put that constriction ring at the base of your penis that's if you have a hard time getting hard uh, and if not if you can get the erection but need to maintain the erection then the penis ring <clears throat> is enough uh, would be enough to go on uh, let's see. Hi, Dr. Lori. Are there any foods or natural ways to produce more semen? My girlfriend and I would like more volume. So, okay. Um, this question has come up numerous times in terms of volume. So volume of ejaculate is based on several factors. Um, in a younger man, uh, it is based uh, on their hydration. So somebody who's well hydrated, who drinks enough liquids, etc., cetera, uh, will have more volume because some of it is made up of water. Uh, and an, a big portion of it is also made up of prostatic fluid. So fluid that is created in the, pro in the male prostate. And the longer a person is in a state of arousal, the more production there would be of this prostatic fluid. And so there would be um, more volume. As men get older, volume is less. And there's not a whole lot that you can really do to, to increase that. It's, it's just an age-related thing. And it doesn't affect the quality of the, uh, of the orgasm, for example. So I don't know of any foods or any other, uh, natural, so to speak, ways to, uh, increase volume. There's also no, no real, no medication to in increase volume because it's not a problem. It's not a, a medical, uh, a medical problem. 514-800. If you have questions for me, I am happy to answer them. I am not in a relationship right now, but I do have a friend with benefits. It started out as a one-nighter and has evolved into casual sex approximately once a week over the last few years. The problem is I have herpes and he doesn't know. I never thought that this relationship would have lasted this long and I feel like it's too late to tell him. How do I tell him after all these years? He doesn't have the virus. Do I really need to tell him now after all this time? I don't want to lose him as a friend and lover. You know, I think if somebody has a sexually transmitted infection that is there to stay, it is the responsible thing to share your status 
with them. It's one thing if you had chlamydia two years ago and you cured it with antibiotics and, and, and that's it. it. It's not something that just recurs unless you catch it again with unprotected sex, but it's not something that stays in your system. It's not something that you're going to transmit once it is taken care of. But herpes is one of those things, is one of those sexually transmitted infections that are here to stay. The virus stays in your system. Uh, you may not be symptomatic at all. In other words, you may not have any sores or anything like that. You may not have an outbreak or you may have few outbreaks throughout your time with herpes. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't transmit it. So you, it can be transmissible even with, uh, without any symptoms showing. And if you're having unprotected sex and even protected sex, because herpes is one of those STIs that you can get from skin to skin rubbing. Uh, so your genitals, genital rubbing, uh, will cause you can get herpes in the eye as well. Like there are different things that, that can happen that are not, that you're not protected by, uh, via a condom. So it is your responsibility to, uh, tell a, a partner, a, a sexual partner that you have herpes. I think that is the ethical thing to do. Now, I don't know what to tell you at, like now you haven't told them. So how, how do you tell them after all these years you tell them? And I think it's the responsible, uh, frankly, the responsible thing to do. I don't know what other people think about this. 514 800. Uh, what do you think this person should do? Would like to uh, hear your two cents as well. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesday, sit down on the program. Your two cents. Welcome. <laughs> this text writes, can I find a friend with a friend with benefits at your event? <laughs> you, I suppose anything is possible. There's going to be married people, single people. Uh, it isn't that kind of event, but uh, anything is certainly uh, certainly possible. Another text writes, gonorrhea can return in the joints as reactive arthritis. And this herpes person can say she found out, she just found out and let the other person decide what to do. Uh, yeah, that's a, a possibility as well is to just say, you know, you've, you've gone for STI testing as, uh, you can say you hadn't been in a while because you hadn't been sexually active except with this per particular person. And you've had your testing done like a responsible person and you discovered that you have the herpes virus and you wanted to share your status with him. So I think that's a, an actually a very good idea. Um, Alan writes a great show. Dr. Lori, longtime listener would love to come to your 20th party on the 23rd, a milestone. Congrats. Would love to learn more and network. Would love to have you there. Alan will put you into the draw for tonight and anyone else who is interested in, uh, wanting to party with us on August 23rd from 8 to 1130 at night with a live broadcast in front of a studio audience where Paris Mansuri will be interviewing me and the audience can ask any questions they have of me I reserve the right not to answer of course uh but no I'll I'll you know open myself up for uh for the audience and that should be fun plus we'll have 
uh, lots of giveaways and performances. Can't wait uh, to uh, to hear this wonderful music. And we'll have a live painter, Eric Wall, will be there. We'll have some uh, a couple of booths also where you can ask questions about uh, S&M and kinky stuff and sex toys. We have prizes from uh, restaurants of Vivaldi, Del Frisco's, Otavio's, a massage from Capino, private trainer sessions from uh, Lauren Huberman, a beautiful cake that you will all get to taste from Les Delices Lafrenet. Cook and Date will be organizing a dessert reception. Poppin' Balloons will be decorating the place. Uh, we're going to just have a, a whole lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Uh, hey, Doc, I just turned, tuned into your show as I was leaving work partway into your discussion about the little meet and greet party. I'm not sure if this would be of interest, but I have a bunch of experience doing educational demos of violet wands and their myriad uses. I've demoed at the Salon de l'Amour and La Seduction a few years back as well as in the Montreal King community. Uh, you know what? It might, uh, not for our event, because our King panel's already taken care of that, but maybe one day you can join our King panel and talk about uh, some of the stuff that you're involved with. So you can email me anytime, laurie at drlaurie.com, and uh, I'm sure we could uh, use your expertise on the show at some point. Apparently, electricity is off in NDG, so maybe you'll get an update during the news for that. I don't know if anybody else is affected by that. Uh, Trouble Tuesdays tonight with your questions answered at 514-800. My question is, is it possible to have children at 50 years of age? I'm 49, my partner's 47. We are a strong couple and are both finally ready to think about children. We are both healthy. Uh, Before he and I go to the gynecologist, we thought it would be best to ask you first about available options. My suggestion to you is, I'm not a medical doctor, so I just want to put that out there, but go straight to a fertility clinic to discuss your options. There's the... uh, McGill or McGill Fertility Center or the Montreal Fertility Center. There's a quite there's a few of them in Montreal, um, but like at this stage of the game, you need to go uh, pronto and discuss what some of your options are. Uh, from my conversations with the gynecologists who have been on the show, uh, at that at this age, you probably don't have any uh, viable eggs or good quality eggs because women have a set number of eggs at puberty and then with with every period they uh, they lose an egg they drop an egg and blah 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 so but and then whatever eggs are left start to um unfortunately i don't know what better way to say it but basically rot like they don't they just don't they don't work anymore okay uh so it may be that your option would be an egg donation um and then of course it would be through ivf and uh with ivf it's also no um no guarantee but having said that i know that sounds very bleak uh and and statistically it's not it is bleak, but I know of uh, several people in their late 40s that did get pregnant and that did give birth to healthy babies. So I know it happens. There's an exception to every rule. The statistics may not be great, but 
you might be one of those lucky people. So uh, it's worth looking into all of your uh, all of your options, but keep your expectations uh, realistic as well. Dear Dr. Lori, I am a male in his 50s who has had premature ejaculation from day one. I've struggled with this all my life. The only thing that ever helped me was during a period that I was taking Paxil. Paxil is an antidepressant, by the way. Since I no longer take this, the problem came back. I heard there was a drug for this called Dacryl. Daxopine, but it is but it is not in Canada. I don't know if this is true. I would like to know if you can suggest something to help me, or if there's something over the counter I can take. I'd really appreciate your help. So there's really nothing over the counter you can take unless you just use a numbing spray, for example. But this is why you know I've answered this question many times about premature ejaculation, and I've talked about using these kinds of drugs, antidepressants, in low dose. So there's no one medication for premature ejaculation that's available yet in Canada. However, studies have been done using mild or low dose antidepressant. What they've discovered is that people who were taking it for depression, for example, one of the side effects was either it was difficult to get uh, to orgasm or it was impossible or they just couldn't orgasm. So uh, what they did was they started to do studies on men who were not depressed but who had premature ejaculation and they wanted to see at which dose could we induce the side effect to be able to delay ejaculation but not enough to treat depression. And so it's a very small dose. So this is a perfect example. You were on Paxil, you were treated for, I suppose, for a, a depression, uh, and it worked. It delayed your ejaculation, and everything uh, in that respect was better. So you may want to talk to your doctor now that, um, talk to him about, or her, uh, about putting you back on an SSRI in a, in a lower dose until you get that side effect again. Unfortunately, that is probably your only bet for somebody who's had this their whole life. Um, studies have been done showing that there are some men where it's something neurological. It's not quite like, it's not quite clear as to the origins of it, but they think it has something to do with nerves and some men are just much more highly sensitive. So you could be one of those, uh, one of those people and, and you'd be a really good candidate for the medication, seeing as that it has already worked. A uh, texter writes in who I believe is a doctor. I always tell my patients that if you ever had a cold sore, you have had the herpes virus. Yes, yeah, that's, oh, Clifford Albert, thank you. Most people greater than 70% carry HSV these days. With oral vaginal anal sex, HSV 1 and 2 are pretty universal, as is auto-inoculation. It is not necessarily trans, sexually transmitted, so I think it should be told to the other in that context. Well, as far as I know, you can tra- the 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 herpes one and two, one, uh, genital and oral, one can be transmitted to the genitals as well. So if somebody has a cold sore, they have a herpes virus in them. If they 
uh, give oral sex and they have a sore, they can then transmit that virus to um, to the genitals as well. So it's just important to know and know your body, know your outbreaks and all of that as well. But as Dr. Albert said, it is really common, like far more common, I think, than we think. And yet there's like a huge stigma um, behind that, unfortunately. Uh, let's see, need your advice. I'm a 33 year old that has never been able to have the big O. Is there something wrong with me? I don't know what to do. So I'm not sure if this is a male or female. I'm going to assume it's a female. Um, I would want to know like what your expectations are. Well, because I often talk to women who describe an orgasm very well, but to them, that's not an orgasm. It doesn't count because it wasn't an explosion. It wasn't huge. It wasn't seeing stars. It was more like a flutter or a sneeze, uh, that kind of feeling. So, uh, there's a few questions that I would want to know. First of all, do you ever get them through masturbation? Are you an anxious person? Are you the kind of person that needs to be in control? Do you have trouble being vulnerable? So there are many questions to ask to try to find out what exactly is going on in the mind of that person and their body uh, to see how best uh, to, uh, to help them. Coming up, I'll answer the question uh, about anal stimulation and homosexuality. Somebody has a question about that. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Your question's answered all evening long, 514-800 to text in. Uh, this question, if a man gets aroused by anal stimulation, does it mean he is gay? So this is where you see a lot of misconceptions about sexuality, right? Uh, what do you think the answer to that is? You've heard me long enough. The answer is absolutely not. You can be perfectly straight and enjoy anal stimulation. You could be a man, a woman, uh, trans, any human and enjoy anal stimulation. Some people like it. Some people don't. There are sex toys for, uh, that provide anal stimulation, prostate massager, massagers. Uh, you can, some people like, uh, insertion, like the stimulation on the inside. Some just like it on the outer, uh, outer part stimulation. There are a lot of nerve endings in that area. And, and so some people find it erotic and arousing and others don't. So, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine wherever you stand on the matter, but this is nothing to do with gay. This is nothing, absolutely nothing to do with, um, sexual orientation at all. Um, my question is more political than personal. I came across this story on Twitter. It's been making some noise. Would like to know your take on this former film actress, a porn star actress, right? Uh, Maya or Mia Khalifa said in an interview recently that she only made $12,000 during her time in the industry. She only worked three months but her videos are still ranking high on Pornhub five years later, but she isn't getting any money out of it. I was under the impression that porn actors made a decent living for their hard work. 
Did she get a bad deal? Does this expose exploitation in the porn business or should I feel guilty for watching porn for free? And this is a big problem now with, uh, the, with porn the, and the whole industry because there is so much available for free, free downloads like uh, Pornhub and other sites like it are uh, people just upload videos and then others can access it for free. The ones who are making money now <clears throat> are the private cam girls and um people who have private, like you have to pay, subscribe to get content. So the the feeling guilty, well, you know, that's, uh, I can see why you might feel guilty because they're not getting any money for it. They, they are not. And this is why a lot of the people in the industry, uh, are very, uh, angry with some of these porn sites that, uh, give away their stuff for free, but that's the nature of the internet. Unfortunately, it's just, this is how it has evolved. And I, I guess, uh, other people have kind of evolved with it by going completely, um, completely private. And, uh, I mean, I'm no expert on the porn industry, believe me. Um, maybe, uh, we can ask someone who, who does know, I know Paris has interviewed a few people in the porn industry on the show when I've been, when I've been away, so I can ask her, but, uh, but I think that that's probably one of the issues, but the guilt, uh, that's for you to deal with. <laughs> uh, can I get an STI from sharing a drink? with my partner? The answer is no. However, uh, if your partner has a herpes, goes back to herpes, has a cold sore on their mouth and you're drinking from the same glass, I would think, Dr. Albert, if you're still listening to the show, let me know if I'm correct on this, but you might be able uh, to catch it from sharing a drink with someone who has herpes, uh, but otherwise you can't catch an STI from a toilet seat or from a drink or anything like that. So not something that you, uh, need to worry about terribly. Um, okay. My, um, I'd like to hear from others about this one. My husband says we should have sex, even if we don't feel like it because it's use it or lose it. Is there any uh, truth to this. So yeah, actually there is quite a bit of truth to the use it or lose it thing. Um, so for men, for example, who on average get about three to five erections, uh, per night, plus their erections during sexual activity, um, these erections are important because it maintains the muscle health in, um, in the penis. It's like they bring oxygen to the penis, which helps maintain the health of the nerves. So making sex a, uh, healthy, uh, habit or a part of your, uh, of your routine is, uh, is important. And there have been studies that have looked at this, like, for example, uh, one study that showed that men who had sex once a week were half as likely to develop erectile dysfunction as men who had sex less frequently. So there is something to be said about that. And in women, same thing. 
more frequent sex stimulates circulation. It's all about circulation to these muscles. The vagina is a muscle as well. So the, this is, would include, in, Increase blood flow to the vaginal tissues. It's like if I put your arm in a cast for three months and then take off the cast and you compare the size of both arms, one that has, which muscle has not been exercised at all, you'll see that one arm, the one in the cast will probably be thinner, um, and have much less strength. It's, it's the same, uh, it's the same concept. And for women, when you stimulate the circulation to the genitals, it enhances lubrication. It enhances elasticity of the vaginal tissues, which of course, uh, we know is important to the enjoyment of sex because women who, um, have trouble with lubrication, women whose vaginal tissues are not elastic, which means they don't stretch so much, um, they, it causes pain, pain with intercourse and women will complain of that. So that's definitely something that you, uh, need to think about. So yes, use it or lose it to, uh, to some degree. If you have questions you want answered, please send them along to 514-800. And if you would like to go to our uh, big uh, party on the 23rd, where we celebrate 20 years of passion, would love to have you there at our, at our live uh, broadcast on the uh, eve of the 23rd of August. We'll pick names uh, throughout the week. So you can also uh, put in a comment on my Facebook page as well. And we're going to pick names from there. So it's limited uh, space available. I wish I could invite everybody who listens, but because space is limited, I'll have to um, pick winners along the way. So would love to see you there, however. 514-800 to text in. Is it okay for a woman to ask a man out? Folks, what do you think about that? Is it okay for a woman to ask a man out? I don't see the problem in that. We're in a modern age. If you want something, um, go ahead, ask a man out. I think it's unfair that it's always men who have to be in front of rejection and have to face that. And it's a big stress for them. So I think, yes, we should take on some of that responsibility. And if we want that, we should do the same. If if we want to go out with somebody, we should put our butts on the line and risk rejection and ask somebody out. I don't see the problem with that. Uh, next question answered. Somebody wants to know how many calories you can burn during masturbation. Anyone know the answer to that? Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Your questions uh, answered tonight. Uh, all right, let's see this question. Um, how many calories can you burn during masturbation? Good question. If you're thinking of this as your workout, uh, forget about it. You won't, uh, the average person burns about 70 calories per masturbation session. If you want to make this part of your diet plan, like you'd have to be at it like at least 10 times a day. Is that realistic? Mm, I don't think so. Is it a good um, option for uh, an exercise program? Mm, I don't think so either, but it's good for your genitals. Nonetheless, I wouldn't say that 10 times a day would be good, but at least uh, certainly uh, regular ejaculations would be good. 
Can I, as a guy, catch anything by getting a blowjob is the question. Uh, the answer is yes, you can catch stuff by, uh, by giving or receiving, although the giver is probably more at risk, although some people have contracted um, herpes orally. Also, there are other things like if you're, uh, well, for sure the giver. So if the giver is um, giving uh, oral sex to an infected person, then they can get gonorrhea in, in the throat. They can get uh, herpes. They can get all kinds of other things, uh, genital warts as well, HPV in the throat. That's transmitted um, as well. So, uh, HIV is, uh, is lower risk through oral sex unless there are open sores in the mouth. So that's something else. Um, but mostly it is, uh, it, it's for the, uh, the giver, except that, uh, things like, um, you can also get syphilis, chlamydia, like anything that you can get vag like, um, genitally, you can also get in, uh, in the throat or, or the mouth. So that, that definitely is something, even if it is a bit more safe, it is still not completely safe. There's skin to skin contact. Remember that it's not just about bodily fluids. It's also about skin to skin contact. And that's, uh, that's part of it as well. Okay. Uh, question, uh, this is uh, from a listener. Please send me your name. When you tell me you want to go to the event, I, I need your name with the text. So if you sent me a text, send me your name as well. Hi, Dr. Lori. I wanted to share with you my story. Ooh, there's a story as to why I would like to attend your party. When I started dating my husband five years ago, I was still a virgin and very worried about how to address this. Your program was on as we would leave work. We listened to you and you really helped me open up my sexual conversation and allowed my husband and I to have a really open and honest sexual dialogue. You have no idea how that warms my heart to hear that and to hear that, oh, I actually, there was, a, there is a little bit of an impact that it does get people talking. You know, I'm talking here behind the microphone. I, I, I wish I could see everybody I'm, I'm talking to. And I often don't know, um, how the information, uh, gets received on the other end. So when you let me know things like this, I, it really, um, it's really nice to, for me to hear really, really nice. And it reminds me why I do this. It reminds me why I've been doing this for 20 years, 20 years plus, because before I was on CJD, I was on our sister station, Virgin Radio, for nine years, so almost 30 years of uh, answering people's questions and talking about sex and sexuality to, uh, to the public. So thank you. Thank you for reminding me that it's really all very worthwhile. Uh, Dr. Laura, you have been my nighttime companion for about 18 years. Wow. I have learned a lot and enjoyed listening to your guests. I would love to attend your party and have the opportunity to meet the voices I have become acquainted with. And that's from Susan. Thank you, Susan. That's also super lovely tonight. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that kind of, uh, that kind of feedback. 
Do I have time for a couple more questions? Okay. Uh, he, oh, another STI. Lots of STI questions tonight. Outside of herpes and HPV, can I get an STI from oral sex swallowing sperm? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, think of the above that I just uh, talked about before. So anything you can get in your genitals, you can get in your throat. It is the exchange of bodily fluids. So the, if uh, you are performing oral sex on a partner who is infected, Chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, um, herpes, um, I, I don't even know, there's others as well, HPV, all of these, uh, some of, well, three of those anyway are uh, uh, from bodily fluids and uh, two of those are a skin-to-skin contact. So yes, it puts you at risk. It puts you at risk uh, more than the uh, receiver of oral sex. So there you go. Uh, any more? Let's see. Can I masturbate more than once a day? Sure, you can masturbate more than once a day. When it becomes a problem is when it interferes with your life. If you cannot get through a work day without having to go masturbate, if you are preoccupied while at work thinking, what am I going to watch to masturbate? Oh, can't wait to get home to masturbate. Oh, you know, and you, you feel like there's a bit of an obsession there with that. That's a problem. If you, um, if it interferes with your relationship, for example, then it's a problem. But generally speaking, uh, lots of people will masturbate uh, during the day, once a day, sometimes twice a day. Some people begin their day that way. Some people end their day that way. Some people begin and end their day that way. And it doesn't interfere with uh, their relationship. It doesn't interfere with their uh, their daily their daily living. They are not. They don't feel bad about it. Like if you're distressed by it, if it if it makes you feel bad and you have shame around it or distress around it, then it becomes a problem. And that's when um, it needs to be discussed. Like you need to to, to talk it out with somebody uh, for sure. That would be uh, helpful. When did STDs become STIs? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Uh, probably a few years back. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but it seemed that um, it was just more more accurate to say that something was a sexually transmitted infection because you treat infections versus a disease state. So it just made more sense. And then I don't know who spearheaded that, but now we're actually moving even more forward, calling it STBBI, which are also blood-borne and sexually transmitted and blood-borne infections. So you might hear that term thrown around, STBBI, um, which is something that is being taught now in uh, in the schools. So that's something uh, something else. I think we've pretty much run out of time. Uh, tonight, I want to congratulate Alan and Susan. Congratulations. Can't wait to meet you at our live broadcast. But every night, you have the opportunity to win all your names. Everybody who's written in, you don't have to keep writing in because I save everything, all the text messages, and they all go into the same draw night after night. So don't worry about it. Uh, and hopefully, I'll have room to get you all there. Wouldn't that be 
uh, wouldn't that be fun? That's on August 23rd. And if you can't be there, you could be there at least by listening to our live broadcast, which I think uh, will be a lot of fun. I just want to take this opportunity to um, thank some of our sponsors for the event who are taking such great care in trying to make this a very special event. Uh, Cook and Date, Pop and Balloons, Les Delices at La Frenet, Capino Physio, Private Trainer Lorne Huberman, 360 Punch, uh, Vivaldi Restaurant, Del Frisco's, Otavio's, uh, we've got Shunga, uh, Wicked, We Vibe, Aneros, um, uh, Eric Waugh <laughs> will be there as well, and many more. So uh, I want to just take that um, opportunity to say thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting passion and for supporting sexual health education, most importantly. Uh, thanks to Chris Aiken in Master Control tonight. Thank you all for uh, listening to Passion and spending your time with me. Um, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.